Good afternoon. Welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021, still in the year of COVIDiacy. And this program is meant to prevent nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top, nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. We also have a sister site, yourdiywealth.com, which we talk about every Monday, and who knows, we may talk about today, you never know. And that has the uh, HyperFund program that we're talking about. I encourage you to check that out as well. But on the RDIY Health site, make sure you check it out. It's got all kinds of information. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, just hit the Contact Me button. It'll give you the option of calling and leaving a message or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours. We'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, uh, keep in mind the topics, uh, wait, I got ahead of myself there. Scroll down a little further, you'll see the information about the shows we do when they're on, how you listen. Oh, I forgot to say hit the radio shows first. <laughs> Top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. Then if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information on the shows we do when they're on and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for the show. And oddly enough, I'm still out of Facebook jail. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Uh, but uh, haven't been posting all that much. That's probably part of it, but the only thing I've been putting up there is the links to the replays and that kind of thing. But um, there are some stuff, and there's some stuff up there, so just, you know, if you're into Facebook, you know, I'm getting less and less. I'm more into the uh, Telegram, and uh, we do have a page there as well, or a channel there. It's called Your DIY Health, of all things, and we encourage you to take advantage of that because that's where everything goes because I know it's not going to get censored. And uh, it's a great platform if you're not, there are more and more people joining it every single day. And uh, it's a really good, solid system. So enjoy that as well. Keep in mind the topics discussed, opinions mentioned on the show are those of the host and or guests, and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Eurofolk Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. The number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. Again, 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. And there are other methods, including the Jitsi board, which we really, really like. And uh, those things all can be found on the radio shows tab on the website. 
and scroll down to the first uh, stuff in red letters and that tells you how to get into Jitsi and uh, it works very very well and so we encourage you to take a take advantage of that use it uh, just take make the best of it so uh, that's pretty much it for all the housekeeping stuff I guess you could say um, as usual there's more and more lunacy in the news um, the whole uh, the Hyden administration or abomination excuse me is uh, rolling out um, stupid after stupid most recent one new international air travel system with injection testing requirements President Joe Hyden's abomination announced new guidelines for all international travel on Monday including new upcoming injection requirement for foreign nationals flying into America now, I had uh, I was on a conference call yesterday where a guy was very very concerned because he's going to be leaving the country to do some visiting or something and when he flies back into the country he's afraid they might not let him back in if he doesn't have the shot. So that uh, that's an interesting question and it would not surprise me that these idiots would say, "Oh, no, you can't come into your home country because you haven't had the shot either." You know, you <laughs> We got you over a barrel. We couldn't make you do it while you're out in the country, but now that you're out trying to get back in, now we can try and get you to do it. And that's the kind of stupid stuff that would not surprise me at all if we start seeing that thing where Americans can't come in. Now, if it's an American national, hmm, not so much, I hope. You know, like Roger says, you know, when that happens, we'll know what time it is. <laughs> and uh, they'll have uh, uh, taken off the, va the veil, and uh, we'll know that we're in the last days of the last days, and it's time to lock and load. White House official hinted at the changes last week, saying that the abomination excuse me, was in the midst of developing a new international air travel system. Reuters reported at the time, uh, White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator Jeff Zients, or Zients, or Z-I-E-N-T-S, whatever that is, laid out the new system on Monday, describing it as being much stricter. That's what they got to have. Got to be strict, because their patience is running weak, or low, or thin, or whatever. Beginning early November, all foreign nationals flying into the U.S. will be required to be fully injected and must show proof of injection prior to boarding a U.S.-bound aircraft, Zeitz said. This new system for international travel will replace the current rules which bar foreign nationals from traveling to the U.S. if they've been in, a cert in certain parts of the world within the last 14 days. The UK, Brazil, China, Iran, India, and South Africa are currently on that list. As of early November, injected people from those countries will be allowed to enter the U.S. upon compliance with the various testing and proof of injection rules, Zeitz confirmed, yeah, unless they change their mind. In early November, we will move to this much stricter global system, so we will have consistent approach across all countries. So all other countries are doing this? Hmm. It will require foreign nationals to be injected to prove they're injected and then go through the testing and contact tracing regimes. So you got to be tested and approve or finalize that you're really injected and then you got to still do more testing. Isn't that special? Well, I'll tell you what, and the stuff at um, the airlines or the airports, man, they got all these 
I'm looking at a picture of Chicago, Illinois, October 19th. The Transportation Security Administration agent screens an airline passenger at O'Hare International Airport on October 19th in Chicago, Illinois. Yesterday, the TSA reported that it had screened over a million passengers, representing the highest number of passengers screened at TSA checkpoints since March 17th of 2020. Yowzer. And, of course, they're all... Um, separated by plexiglass, and they got their little face diapers on, their little gloves on, and good grief, what a bunch of idiots. The administration, all, or abomination, excuse me, also announced enhanced testing and contact tracing systems. For fully injected Americans, testing will be required within three days of traveling. Uninjected Americans returning to the U.S. will need to take a test within one day of departure, plus a test after arriving. (laughs) Yeah, you might get sick on the flight. In terms of contact tracing, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the Corona Death Cult, (laughs) uh, let's see, plans to get uh, a contact tracing order from every Every U.S. bound traveler, wow, as I said, this order will take, will ask for a phone number and email for every traveler coming to the U.S., allowing the CDC and local health officials to follow up in the event of exposure. The abomination previously announced enhanced masking requirements for air travel. The Transportation Security Administration said that uh, in early September, it would be doubling fines for Americans who don't comply with mask mandates aboard aircraft and in airports. First offenders now face at least a $500 fine and up to $1,000 according to the agency. Additional offenses could cost Americans between $1,000 and $3,000. Isn't that special? It's simple. Masking helps stop the spread of COVID-19. <laughs> if you break the rules, be prepared for the consequences, I said. That's the thing. They act like all this stuff is hammered out science, and it's all a bunch of bogus crap. This new international travel system follows the, safe, the, follows the science. No, it doesn't. It doesn't follow any sciences. They're making up the science as they go, just like Fauci and the Corona Death Cult and all the other people do to keep Americans and international air travel safe. By requiring foreign nationals to be fully injected in order to fly to the United States and implementing additional strict safety protocols, we will protect Americans here at home and enhance the safety of, yeah, they said the safety off international travel. I think they meant of international travel. Anyway, that's that's just pure stupid. And people are starting to see through this. They're starting to see that, you know, this is all a bunch of crap. Um, cases are going sky high right now. Um, I had a graphic that I posted. It's on the Telegram channel. I just happened to remember it. But on September 7th of last year, when there were no injections out there, there were 25,000, give or take, uh, new cases that day. Now, on September 7th this year, after 177 million people are allegedly uh, injected with both doses, there were 320,000 new cases. 25,000 in one day last year, 320,000 in one day this year. 
Hmm. What's the what's the uh, uh, difference there? 177 million people have rolled up their sleeves and taken these toxic jabs. That's right. The Delta variant, all the variants, including all the other cases besides, are all caused by the injections. And I keep saying, had we done the same thing we've always done when this thing came out, it would have been a great big fat nothing burger. If people would have just gone about their business, said no face masks, no nothing, no diapers, no socialist distancing, none of the other crap, if people would have just gone about their lives, uh, people would have gotten the illness, 99.98% would have recovered just fine. The people that were, you know, at great risk, who were already circling the drain, probably would have died anyway. And, you know, not that that's a great thing, but, the you know, it is what it is. People die every day. And there's no reason why the entire world's economy and businesses and lives and everything else had to be destroyed, shut down, uh, just totally messed with that entire time uh, for nothing, really. Because we're, you know, almost two years into this thing now, and what do we have to show for it? <laughs> Nothing's any better. <laughs> the only thing, you know, they can say, hey, we have really cramped, clamped down on a lot of people's rights. You know, they used to have them, now we've got them. And then we'll never get them back unless we forcefully take them back. And that's the whole thing. People don't have the guts to do that stuff anymore. Uh, you know, I keep people saying, when's this going to stop? I said, well, let me ask you something. Do you wear a face diaper when you go to the grocery store? Yeah, I have to. No, you don't. <laughs> and until everybody stands up and says, no, I don't care what you say. I'm not wearing one of them things. I'm not going to do whatever you say. I'm doing what I want. Until that happens on a wide, wide scale basis, it ain't going to get any better. So what do you do? You have to educate anybody who will listen. You know, it's too late in the game to wake up the sheep. We have to organize the lions. And that's the big deal because the sheep are always going to be sheep. You can't change that. So the sooner you figure that out, the easier it becomes because you can, you know, it's just like the old when you bang your head against the wall, it feels so good when you stop. Same kind of thing here. Lancet study switches sides, admits COVID lab leak theory deserves transparent debate. Isn't that special? They're finally reaching the, uh, the truth. <clears throat> a little bit late in the game, but, oh, well, you know, they're, they're medical people. They're a little slow. Higher injection rates translate to, translate to higher COVID cases as leaky, non-sterilized injections worsen the pandemic. Exactly. That's what I was just getting into. The most injected regions around the world are suffering from a new spike in COVID and associated illnesses. Imagine that. The more shots you get, the worse things get. You think people would start to uh, wake up and say, hmm. But some people are. But you just don't hear about it on the lamestream media because it's against their agenda. This new wave of sickness and death far exceeds previous waves of COVID that were observed over the last two years. In early days of the COVID-19 lockdowns, case counts were extremely low in comparison to today's numbers. 
After a second round of lockdowns and forced mask policies were implemented, case counts and hospitalizations climbed yet again in the fall and winter of 2020-2021, dwarfing the initial wave. Wait till this year. Now that we have all the people injected, those who got the real McCoy injections and not just a uh, placebo uh, saline solution jab will start developing antibody-dependent enhancement symptoms. And when they're exposed to new things, whether it's cold, flu, whatever, they're going to get really, really sick and really, really dead. After mass injection campaigns were deployed across developed nations, case counts initially fell. During this time, fewer people were required to take the COVID-19 test because they were considered fully injected and protected from severe disease. The CDC and uh, whatever had uh, also topped or stopped reporting COVID in the vaccinated and the injected and even lowered the cycle threshold of the test to strategically lower the COVID case count if in the, un- in the injection, injected, excuse me. However, As injected people fell ill over 2021, COVID testing ramped up and case counts uh, and hospitalizations climbed yet again. Israel and the UK and the United States are now seeing their greatest surge in sickness since the pandemic began. All because people rolled up their sleeves. Leaky non-sterilized COVID injections cause more sickness. COVID-19 case rates are increasing alongside vaccination rates as artificial immunity wanes. That's right. That's why they keep, you know, they keep one second, they say, oh, you get the best immunity from the injections. But, you know, it's not that great because after six to eight months, you have to take a booster. Okay, now which is it? You're talking out of both sides of your mouth. And we already know from uh, Dr. Brian Artis's studies that people who had the original SARS-CoV-1 18 years ago, are protected against SARS-CoV-2 now. That's pretty good natural immunity. Far better than this imaginary immunity, if any, that you're getting from these stupid jabs. COVID-19 case rates are increasing alongside injection rates as artificial immunity wanes. The mRNA technology being deployed as injection is turned, uh, turning human cells into spike protein manufacturing plants. Uh, forcing inflammatory auto-intoxication of the human body. These injections are a non-sterilized intervention. The science puts selective pressure on the spike protein and drives new mutations in circulating coronaviruses. These leaky vaccines create vaccinated super spreaders. (laughs) Yep. Whose bodies are programmed to mass produce spike proteins that shed to others and harm the most vulnerable in the population? The injected uh, test subjects unknowingly colonize the virus and carry around high viral load as they become the asymptomatic super spreader that everyone was supposed to fear just a year and a half ago. That's the thing. Original asymptomatic spreaders were, was, there was no such thing. It was something they made up. But now, now that these people are injected, they are actually producing this stuff and they're walking around spreading it to everybody and who knows how close. Crazy. 
Israel's the most shocking example of injection failure. Even with over 80% of their population fully injected, herd immunity is still not realized. The nation is currently experiencing a fourth wave and is responding to the crisis with more of the same. Booster shots for all, <coughs> more lockdowns, more restricted movement, all the rest. Meanwhile, hospitalizations and death continue to mount. Yowzer. Mm. Somebody want to say something? Did I hear somebody say something? Oh, sorry, that's me. I'm yeah. muted. Oh, okay. No problem. Okay. Alrighty. Um, let's see here. Well, anyway, that's enough for that one. Uh, stuff just is getting crazier and crazier. 65% of San Diego's police force might quit due to the vaccine mandate. Good for them. And that's the thing. When people stand together in numbers, that's when the people that are pushing this stuff back down. You know, here locally, um, one of the first hospitals put out the word that they were going to mandate uh, injections for everybody, including all their employees and uh, vendors. And the crap hit the fan. Uh, there were protests all over the place in front of every one of their hospitals. Uh, hundreds of people out there waving flags and all kinds of stuff. And because of it, even though the other hospital groups in the area did the same thing a couple of weeks later, they all backed off. Now, they haven't backed off far enough because what they're saying now is, well, you don't have to get the shots, but if you don't, then you have to have weekly testing and wear a face diaper all the time. And that's bogus, too, because John Hopkins University has come out saying that uh, we can vaccinate you with a test. <laughs> so, uh, no thank you. And that's, that's the, the whole thing is just insane. But that's what they're pushing. And uh, more and more people just got to stand up and say no. Luckily, now we're starting to see it in the schools where advocacy group threatened schools with legal action over COVID-19 injections administered without parental consent. And that's... <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's been... Uh, my, my fall cough is coming back every year. This time of year, my backyard, well, my yard in general, gets really, really dry. And when I'm mowing grass, I, I stir up a cloud of dust, and I end up breathing that crap in. And then I end up with this hacking cough. Um, and even I have considered wearing a face diaper, but with all the research I've done, I think I'd rather have the dust in my lungs than all the other crap I get from wearing the face diaper. <laughs> so anyway, it's... Thank goodness I have my trusty little button here. I try and catch it every time. But, um, yeah, it's getting, uh, it's getting interesting. But uh, an advocacy group, uh, Lawyers for Liberty, has warned staff in schools across England, hopefully they'll do it here too, that they could be held liable if they insist on injecting students without, uh, with, against the Wuhan coronavirus uh, without parental consent. Lawyers for Liberty, a self-funded voluntary network of lawyers, accepts referrals from parents concerned that their children will be injected with the COVID-19 injection without their consent. Uh, the group then emails the schools concerned, advising them of the legal risk of their policy. Holy Cross Catholic High School and Parklands High School in Chorley, a town in Lancashire, England, uh, 
are two of the many schools across the country that have been contacted by Lawyers for Liberty. But Steve Mitchell, head teacher at Parklands High School, said they have been assured by legal advisors that they will not be liable because parents have been informed of and have agreed to their injection program. Oh, really? <laughs> well, you sent a note home that the kids never gave to the parents, um, so the parents don't even know about it? Who knows? Um, let's see here. Did you see a video of cupping 30 minutes after the jab? Cupping? Cupping. A gelatinous blood that comes out is gross, but if you can stomach it, the video is intriguing. I haven't seen that one. Um, did you put it in Telegram, Mark? Uh, let me see here. <laughs> there we are. Ah, that must have been the last one. Cupping the Vax after 30 minutes of injection. Roger posted that on his BTC Telegram channel. Oh, yeah, it's, um, I got it here. Wow. The only trouble is, I'll put the link, um, let's see here. I'm going to post it to mine, and let me grab the link for the thing. Uh, let's see here. i got to see if I can view, save, uh, copy. Miss. Where's the thing for saving the link? That's funky. Um... Hmm. I hate, that's one of the things I don't like about Telegram. Oh, I think I know where it's at. Wait a minute. Nope, that doesn't even. Hmm. Usually there's some, you know, there's a thing where it says you can copy the link and then you can post it somewhere else. But, man, it's not there. I find that function works on my mobile <clears throat> connection to Telegram, not on my desktop connection. Yeah, well, it depends on the way the thing is posted and where it's posted from. Correct. And in, in this case, let me try this. Um, oh, that didn't do any good. Crap. Well, uh, <laughs> that's strange. Let's see what. Nope, that didn't do anything. That's not doing it. Wait a minute, let me try that. Nope. <laughs> uh, nope, that just turns it. Good grief. Save as, delete, forward, copy. Well, let's see. If, okay, let's try that, see if that works. I don't know if that's the link or if it's actually copying the video. We'll see here in a second, see if it'll go into the chat room. Nope, that didn't work. Um, I'll keep playing with it if I can figure out a way, or Mark, if you can find a way to put that instead of just putting it in the, you know. Oh, wait a minute. There. Is that it? Nope. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Hmm. Um, Mark, if you can find a link and just stick it in the, the chat room. That would be wonderful because I, I can't do it and keep the show going at the same time. Rebecca says she created an affidavit giving my explicit non-consent for the CV injection. My affidavit also said I do not give my minor or any non-parent consent. I got it signed by a notary and gave it to the school nurse. Good for you. Yeah, that's the thing. The parents need to, well, number one... <laughs> 
if at all possible, get them out of the public schools. And, you know, even if you do that, you know, like at school in the UK, it was a Catholic school. Um, same thing. And I'll tell you what, I don't know why, but the Catholic schools are being just, they got rectal cranial inversion over this stuff for some reason. Uh, probably because the Pope is pushing, you know, global population reduction right along with uh, Soros and, and Gates and the rest. Um, but, you know, homeschooling, as far as I'm concerned, at the very least, a decent Christian school. But even then, you got to be careful. But uh, find out wherever your kids are. Find out what their policies are. And if you disagree, make sure they know it in no uncertain terms in writing. Uh, that way, they're on notice, and you'll have that much stronger case if you have to go to go to court on it. But uh, yeah, it's a dangerous situation right now. Uh, let's see here. Mitchell also said they've had very few responses where parents said that they did not consent to the program. Uh, however, he added that they have have yet to ask for consent from students, parents since they're still waiting for further instructions from the injection team uh, from the National Health Service. Um, parents' concerns dismissed as misinformation. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, that's the big term these days. Anything that goes you know, opposite from their lies, their false made-up science, is disinformation or misinformation. Jeff Barton, the General Secretary for the Association of School and College Leaders, ASCL, said many of their members have been receiving letters from Lawyers for Liberty and other groups threatening schools and colleges with legal action if they took part in the COVID-19 injection program for students. Well, colleges is a different story because when you're attending a college, most of the time you're above the age of consent, you know, 18 in most places. But there may be some situations where that's not the case. But when it comes to regular schools, that's a different story. Um, they can't buy a beer. They can't buy a gun. They can't do this. They can't do that. Uh, but all of a sudden, when it comes to either killing babies, you can do that without parental consent. And now you can also take a, you know, a suicide shot without parental consent. Barton also said that letters were extremely unhelpful <laughs> and asked that the groups behind them stop attempting to exert pressure on schools and colleges in the country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quit telling us we're wrong and we're going to sue us. <laughs> Paul Whiteman, the general secretary of the Trade Union National Association of Head Teachers, added that the letters were misguided and that the decision to vaccinate children was the government's. Oh, yeah, because we own your kids. Good grief. Related article, Virginia bill would allow the state to vaccinate chillins without parental consent. You know, they just, they just pass a law, an unconstitutional law at that, and think that, okay, that now gives us the authority to do something we have no legal authority to do, or lawful authority. However, he said that any parents with questions about important matters like consent should talk to the vaccination teams involved. Oh, really? I'll tell you what. I'll give you the nice notice now. I'll sue you. You do it, I'll kill you. <laughs> Parents will still be asked to give their consent before their child is included in the program. But if the child doesn't agree with the parent's decisions, the child will have the final say. Oh, yeah. 
Again, not legal, not lawful, but they'll do it anyway. The Health Security Agency has already said that it is aware that certain letters and emails with misinformation about the injection program have been circulating among schools and colleges. The agency said head teachers who believe the advocacy groups might stage protests outside their school should contact local law enforcement to help manage the situation. Oh, geez. Good grief. Uh, let's see here. Found a link on BitChute. There we go. Okay, it looks like Mark found it, and it's in there. Um, let's see. I think that's it. Can't watch. <laughs> Creepy, but un but necessary. I'll tell you what. Just for the fun of it, I'm going to bring that thing up here on BitChute. And it's, as usual. Okay, it's two minutes long. I'm going to go ahead and play it. See. They got a suction cup over top of where the injection site is, it looks like. And they're pulling on it. Sounds like Russian or Ukrainian or something. I've already watched this pretty nasty. Yeah, I'm going to... I just go ahead and check the... Uh, Check the link because, you know, when it's in Ukrainian or Russian, they're talking and you can't understand it. You got to see it. And it does look pretty grody. <laughs> I'll have to watch it later. Oh, wait till you see the end. That, that's when it gets yeah. gross. You, you, don't, you don't need to speak the language to understand. <laughs> it's like yucko. But you still got to see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, the link is in the chat room, and I'll, I've already got it on the Telegram channel, too. So one way or the other, you'll be able to see it if you want to. Nearly 90% of young people in the U.K. already have antibodies for COVID-19 thanks to natural immunity. Imagine that, but that doesn't matter. We still got to be injected because everybody knows that God-made isn't as good as man-made. You know, and that's the whole thing. They're, they're, they're just making up their own science to go along with their stupid agenda that is totally geared towards killing people and nothing more or nothing less excuse me um, that's just disgusting uh, but it says new figures suggest that nearly nine out of every 10 people in the uk between the ages of 16 and 24 already have antibodies to protect themselves against the wuhan coronavirus yeah they may never even have had it just being around people it helps you develop those things. It's just like when you're a little kid back when I was a kid anyway, where I was up playing in the mud and rolling around and wrestling and fighting and just, you know, being uh, exposed to other people's bodies and sweat and all the crap that we were as kids. And you develop immunity. That's what your that's how your body's designed to learn these things. So when something comes along, it can fight it. But now everybody sits in the house twiddling their thumbs, playing with the joysticks and whatnot. Never getting outside, never being exposed to things, not getting a good diet, um, never getting any sunlight so you can develop some vitamin D and all the other things that are involved in normally in everyday life. And people are just sickly now. And when they're exposed to stuff, it is bad. Anyway, these estimates come from the UK Office of National Statistics. 
which carried out blood tests on people between the ages of 16 and 24 in the country's four main political subdivisions, Scotland, Wales, England, and Northern Ireland. According to the estimates, 86.9% of young people in Wales have COVID-19 antibodies. In Northern Ireland, the, the number is 87.2. Scotland and England, number increases slightly to 887 the presence of coronavirus antibodies among such a high percentage of young people all over the UK suggests that many have already been infected by COVID-19 and have recovered from it. It takes two to three weeks after infection for the body to make enough antibodies to fight off the virus if it tries to enter the person's body again. The ONS also carried out blood tests on other age demographics. The government agency also found that artificial antibody levels among older age groups were also, excuse me, were the first to get vaccinated in December 2020. Uh, Let's see here. We're falling very quickly. Okay, let me read that again. The government agency also found that artificial antibody levels among older age groups who were the first to get injected in December 2020 were already uh, falling very quickly. So, again, more proof that natural immunity is far better than man-made. Government agency also found that older age groups uh, that have artificial antibody levels from being the first to get uh, COVID-19 injections in late 2020 and early 2021 were falling very rapidly. The ONS and many British scientists even admitted that the so-called antibodies provided by the vaccines or the injections dip several weeks following injection. And they have also acknowledged that this means the supposed protection the inoculations give disappears over time. Hence, all the push for boosters. But on the other hand, it's still better than natural immunity. Yeah, right. Well, look at look at the other stuff. You know, we get uh, kids that get... Uh, Say the measles vaccine. If you get the measles, you got lifetime immunity, naturally. But if you get the vaccine, you still got to have boosters down the road. Imagine that. Because, once again, the the, uh, fake stuff isn't as good as the real McCoy. British government falsely believes that providing even more injections will help keep people from getting infected. (laughs) No. (laughs) If they're really that stupid, you got a real problem. Let's see here. Uh, Beck also says our school board is going to censor the two patriots on the board tomorrow evening. The charges are bogus. I want to show. Uh, I want to show where are all of the. I want want to show where all the lawyers. With backbone. Hmm. I want to help them, but I have not gone to law school. <laughs> For seven years, you should do search on Round Rock, Texas School Board. The lawlessness is getting crazy. It's not the only place. It's everywhere. It's, you know, because the the writing's on the wall. It's pretty much been made clear that the government's in control. They will back the courts and everybody else that wants to back their, you know, they're scratching each other's back. You know, the courts are being told this is how you're going to rule and if you do so, we'll protect you. you know, which only works as long as the administration's in place. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's the thing. Sooner or later, I hope I'll live to see it. 
where a lot of these people are just drug out of their offices and hung up on meat hooks. Simple as that. Uh, man. Jab and die. Public Health Scotland data reveals 80% of COVID deaths happened to injected individuals. It's probably higher than that. But, you know, we're seeing more and more of that stuff as stuff goes along. And, of course, another analysis, the injections kill many more people than they save. Of course, there's no proof that they save anyone. Um, you know, it's kind of proved, hard to prove a negative. <laughs> Politicians and so-called experts across the planet increasingly want to force you to get inoculated with a substance that takes away at least twice the lives it saves across all age groups. It doesn't matter anymore if this is intentional or just sheer incompetence. We have no time left to discuss it. We're killing people, millions of people, our loved ones, family, friends, and neighbors. It has to stop now. <laughs> we have gone mad. Maybe Steve Kirsch's access to the FDA can help. Uh, let's see here. And when Steve says the vaccines killed 200,000 Americans so far already and permanently disabled 300,000, remember that this is just the tip of the iceberg. Many, if not most, of the effects will only show up later. That's right. And then Pfizer today claims that their stuff is safe for kids five years old and up. Oh my golly. Who are 99.9996% safe if they get infected due to their immune system, which also gets killed by the vaccines. And I would have uh, some questions about the people saved by the injections because a recent Israeli study suggests only that a booster can strengthen protection for a few weeks in older adults. A few weeks. Why waste your time? And we call that a vaccine now. <laughs> Stop it. We've gone mad. Bad cop. No donut. <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration may have opened Pandora's box on COVID. Not sure why, but for some reason, they invited Steve Kirsch to visit uh, to a virtual meeting of the FDA Vaccine Advisory Committee, a.k.a. the Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, on September 17th. The same committee that decided not to recommend booster shots for all Americans. Yeah, it was like 16 to 2 or something. Kirsch is an entrepreneur who started several companies in the computing field, for instance, InfoSeek. He's worth a few hundred million dollars. He also set up Treaterly, or Treat Early, excuse me, TreatEarly.org, which promotes early treatment for COVID. Didn't anyone at the FDA know that in March, Kirsch offers a million dollars to anyone who could prove uh, fluoxamine was not what saved 77 people in a trial and identify what did? Hmm. Or that he offered $10,000 for, for a one-hour debate on COVID? Or did someone at the FDA open Pandora's box on purpose? And I know officially the committee is uh, independent from the FDA, and I don't know what role Kirsch played in the 16-2 decision against boosters, but there are obvious some obviously some people who feel uncomfortable with the current vaccine at all cost approach. I wouldn't rule out uh, it was done on purpose, but the info is out there now. 
and YouTube and Twitter are not going to ban or shut down the F or shadow ban the FDA. <laughs> Don't put it past them. In April 2020, he started the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund with a personal donation of $1 million in order to fund COVID-19 drug repurposing research. In May 2021, Kirsch posted an article online making an unfounded claim that COVID-19 injections affect fertility, while also underplaying the vaccine's ability to prevent illness in and death. The following month, Kirsch appeared in a YouTube video posted by Brett Weinstein, or Weinstein, or something, uh, and Robert W. Malone to discuss COVID-19 injections. In the video, Kirsch makes several false claims, including that spike proteins used in COVID-19 injections are very dangerous. Hmm. Okay, this is, I'm sorry, this is what Wikipedia says about him. <laughs> And he's banned from YouTube and Twitter. Good heavens. He's part, uh, here's part of a presentation to the committee. Vaccines kill twice as many people as they save. Uh, let's go ahead and play this. Come on. Wait for it to start. Still waiting. Well, my name is Dr. Joseph Freeman. No conflicts to declare. I'm an emergency physician educated at Cornell Medical School. My residency was Charity Hospital in New Orleans, where I work over 65% of the population are not vaccinated. I'm here today to ask for help for those working the front line to help us reduce vaccine hesitancy. For this, we need larger trials that demonstrate the vaccine reduced hospitalization without finding evidence of serious harm. I know many think the vaccine hesitants are dumb or just misinformed. That's not at all what I've seen. In fact, typically, independent of education level, the vaccine hesitants I've met in the ER are more familiar with vaccine studies and more aware of their own COVID risk than the vaccinated. For example, many of my nurses have refused the vaccine, despite having seen COVID-19 cause more death and devastation than most people have. I ask them why refuse the vaccine. They tell me while they've seen the firsthand dangers of COVID in the elderly, the obese, diabetics, they think their risk is low. They're not wrong. One nurse showed me this Oxford risk calculator. A 30-year-old female has about a 1 in 7,000 chance of catching COVID and being hospitalized over 90 days. She asked me, can I assure her that the studies found her risk of serious harm from the vaccine is lower than her risk of hospitalization? The truth is I can't. Our trials weren't big enough. They weren't big enough to identify the vaccines caused myocarditis, yet now we know they do. A recent observational study suggests the risk of vaccine-induced myocarditis in young males is higher than their risk of hospitalization from COVID. Is this true? We don't know. It's based on observational data. To know it's not true, we need a large trial that proves the vaccines reduce hospitalization more than they cause myocarditis in this age group. We need your help on the front lines to stop vaccine hesitancy. Demand the booster trials are large enough to find a reduction in hospitalization. Without this data, we, the medical establishment, cannot confidently call out anti-COVID vaccine activists who publicly claim the vaccines harm more than they save, especially in the young and healthy. The fact that we do not have the clinical evidence to say these activists are wrong should terrify us all. Thank you. Hi, I'm Steve Kirsch. I'm executive director of the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund. I have no conflicts. Uh, advance to slide number four with the elephant. I'm going to focus my remarks today on the elephant in the room that nobody likes to talk about. 
that the vaccines kill more people than they save. Today, we focus almost exclusively on COVID death saves and vaccine efficacy because we were led to believe that the vaccines are perfectly safe. But this is simply not true. For example, there were four times as many heart attacks in the treatment group in the Pfizer six-month trial report. That wasn't bad luck. There shows heart attacks happen 71 times more often following these vaccines compared to any other vaccine. In all, 20 people died who got the drug, 14 died who got the placebo. Few people notice that. If the net all-cause mortality from the vaccines is negative, vaccines, boosters, and mandates are all nonsensical. This is the case today. Death rates. Um, uh, let's slide number seven, advance uh, to the number seven in the lower part. This shows that the all-cause uh, death light rate in, uh, uh, in three cases. Only the VAERS numbers are statistically significant, but the other numbers are troubling. Even if the vaccines had 100% protection, it still means we kill two people to save one life. Four experts did analyses using completely different non-U.S. data sources, and all of them came up with approximately the same number of excess vaccine-related deaths, about 411 deaths per million doses. That translates into 150,000 people have died. Next slide would be slide number 11, uh, the nursing home. Now, the real numbers confirm that we kill more than we save, and I, will, uh, I would love everyone to look at the Israel Ministry of Health data on the 90-plus-year-olds where we went to, we went from a 94.4% uh, vaccinated group to 82.9% vaccinated in the last four months. In the most optimistic scenario, it means that 50% of the vaccinated people died and 0% of unvaccinated people died. Unless you can explain that to the American public, you cannot approve the boosters. Slide number 16, please, myocarditis. Uh, the paper just posted yesterday on MedArchive entitled MRNA COVID-19 Vaccination and Development of CMR Confirmed Myopericarditis shows that the myopericarditis risk was one in a thousand and that's an overall age range from 18 to 65, mean age of 33. It is not inconsistent with what the bear shows. Next slide would be slide number 18, gaming of the trial. It's pretty clear that the Pfizer trial results were gained. It's statistically impossible for protocol violations to be five times higher in the treatment group. Why hasn't this been investigated? Slide number 19, uh, Maddie DeGray was, was 12 when she enrolled in the Pfizer phase three trial for kids. Now she's paralyzed for life. It wasn't reported by it in the uh, Pfizer results. I told Janet Woodcock, there was no investigation. Please tell us why this, was not, why this fraud was not investigated. And finally, um, slide number 20, please. Um, early treatments are a much better alternative to boosters. Uh, the proof is that in Israel, cases are at an all time high. In India, Uttar Pradesh is now COVID-19 free as of today. Almost nobody there is vaccinated. Thank you. My name is Dr. Jessica Rose, and I'm a viral immunologist and computational biologist. This is a bar plot that shows the past 10 years of VAERS data plotted against the total number of adverse event reports for all vaccines for the years 2011 through 2020, and for COVID-associated products only for 2021. The left bar plot represents all adverse event reports, and the right bar plot represents all death adverse event reports. There's an over 1,000% increase in the total number of adverse events for 2021, and we are not done with 2021. 
This is highly anomalous on both fronts. These increased reporting rates are not due to increased rates in injections and not due to simulated reporting. This has been shown using a comparative analysis of influenza data. The onus is on the public health officials, the FDA, the CDC, and policymakers to answer to these anomalies and acknowledge the clear risk signals emerging from their data and to confront the issue of COVID-injectable product use risks that, in my opinion, outweigh any potential benefit associated with these products, especially for children. This is a time series plot that shows the total cumulative number of cardiovascular, immunological, and neurological adverse events. Okay, I'm going to have to stop it there. You know, without the uh, visual of looking at the charts, it's kind of hard to see what she's getting at. But the numbers are off the charts, so to speak, um, especially with the uh, the first one she was talking about where you had all deaths from all vaccines over the last X number of years and then 20, uh, 2020 or 2021 alone for the COVID shots. And all the others, you know, the, the, the COVID shots were all, all by themselves for one year. Uh, far more than all the others combined for the last 20-some years. The number of people have died from these things. It's just off. It's unreal. And, um, you know, at the best they can tell right now, the number of people killed to date by the shots is about 200,000. People permanently disabled, 300,000. I just uh, met with a friend of mine this morning to talk to him about um, uh, Hyperfund. And while we were chatting, we the topic of COVID came up, as it always does. And he personally knows a friend who was perfectly healthy, ended up getting one of the shots. And now she is just totally dis debilitated, um, totally disabled, and probably will never regain uh normal use of her body again just a disgusting situation and she thought she was doing the right thing and that's the trouble people just roll up their sleeves without doing any research and they look down their noses at people that have done a bunch of research and call you you know dangerous and unthinking and un and cruel and whatever um the list is crazy wow and uh if you scroll down if you i put the link for this uh thing that was in the in the that was just playing in the chat room and if you scroll down there's another one uh, it's a virtual meeting vaccines and related biological products advisory committee the whole thing is over eight hours long so if you want to watch that if you're really a glutton for punishment but the executive summary of that which is <laughs> below that 200,000 american deaths five million injuries Vaccines should be immediately halted. Uh, early treatment superior being uh, sabotaged, which we've known all along. Things like uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide, all the things that have been proven to work by the people that are actually in the trenches, the doctors that are actually treating patients, not these idiots like Fauci who are just walking around in you know, the halls of Congress and whatnot doing no medical treatments at all. Uh, the people that are actually out there working are finding things to help their patients. They're scrambling, and they're, they're coming up with protocols that work that are inexpensive. They don't have um, the nasty downsides that things like remdesivir and all the other junk have, and um, they're pennies on the dollar for treatment. Uh, and, of course, those things all had to be totally dismissed and, and shot down in order to get the emergency use authorizations for their COVID injections, which was the whole purpose. Um, come up with a fake pandemic, 
to get people uh, in the mindset of being willing to uh, roll up their sleeve and take these kill shots, which they had well before they had the pandemic planned. Anyway, um, let's see here. Wow. I'm going to go ahead and jump out of this one because it's kind of long. You can look at it yourself if you want. Um, It's also in the Telegram page. Governor Inslee setting up COVID concentration camps in Washington State, issuing job listings for strike team coordinators. Ooh. Hmm. A, wow. Wuhan coronavirus isolation and quarantine facility has been set up by government, Governor Jay Inslee of Washington State, and Inslee is now looking to hire people for the strike team that will run it. Note, a few hours before this article was published, the listing was a stealth edited to remove the term strike team. <laughs> and the original URL, which contained strike team, was auto-forwarded to a new URL. This is all <laughs> an obvious attempt by Washington government employees to deceive the public and obfuscate the true nature of the positions being advertised for hire. We had already captured the original files, however... <laughs> We will reveal the screenshots below to show that you this uh, listing and, and the stealth way it was edited. I think what they should do is just get a bunch of people that are unvaccinated or uninjected and get them to sign up for the jobs and then just release people when they catch them. <laughs> catch and release. Works for the uh, border. Why not? But anyway, let's see here. Let me scroll down. Yep, there it is. Duties include maintaining the readiness of the isolation and quarantine strike team facilities and equipment. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Gotta love it. And that's the thing. They're just so stupid. And when we catch them at it and, and show them for what they are, you know, the trouble is, is in the old days, the media would have been all over it. Today, eh, nothing happened. Okay, I'm going to fast. No, goodness. Um, whoops. Closed the wrong thing. Let's see here. At least 700 tremors recorded off La Palma, Spain. New magma may be rising. Uh-oh. Earth's going to have a blowout. Don't miss Jonathan Emord's... Oh, critical race theory event. Live streaming on Brideon. Jonathan Emord is... Uh, a um, attorney who works very closely with Dr. Wallach. Uh, he has filed most of the cases against the FDA that Wallach has won. You know, most no one else has ever filed one case against the FDA and won, and Wallach has filed ten and won nine and a half times. So that's pretty good. And Emord is the attorney who's filed, I think, most of them. Um, sharp guy. But he is doing a critical race theory event on live stream. I'm Brady on here Tuesday evening. Dr. Scott Lively talks about the LGBT mafia's oppression of Christians on Brady on. And 11,000 illegal immigrants are camped out under a bridge. Now it's up to like 16 or 20,000 from what I understand. These numbers are kind of low. Well, I'll tell you the pictures I've seen... I'd love it. Somebody talking to old Jen Hacky Sacky the other day about um, 
Oh, Kamala's uh, lack of doing anything to stop the uh, underlying causes of uh, the uh, illegal immigration. I, I just flat out say, I'd be more than happy to tell her what the problem is. It's the open border. If you seal that, guess what? Legal immigration will stop. Or at least kind of big, go down very quickly. Indian state with 240 million people completely eradicated COVID with ivermectin. Yep. Um, what, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the state. I heard it. Uh, yeah, Uttar Pradesh. Uh, how did the Indian state with more than 240 million residents, that's about two-thirds of the U.S. population, beat the Wuhan coronavirus? Simple. It's people took ivermectin. Yeah, the old horse drug. Uttar Pradesh, or Pradesh, excuse me, located in northern India, has officially declared that all 33 of its districts are now COVID-free, thanks to a benevolent effort by the leaders there to provide everyone with horse dewormer. <laughs> oh my goodness. You won't hear this on MSNBC or CNN. The recovery rate for the Chinese virus in Uttar Pradesh is a whopping 98.7%. Almost as much as just natural immunity, <laughs> which can be directly attributed to the large-scale prophylactic use of ivermectin. According to the Western media, the medical establishment there uh, is no evidence that ivermectin provides any benefits. Yeah. Yeah, the Western media and medical establishment, no evidence that ivermectin provides any benefits to fight against Chinese germs. According to real-life, on-the-ground proof in India, however, ivermectin really has been a miracle. It was not too long ago that ivermectin was touted by the Journal of Antibiotics as a wonder drug for treating intestinal parasites. The inventors of ivermectin were also awarded a Nobel, Nobel Prize for discovery of the substance. Now, however, ivermectin is being vilified as dangerous and high-risk by the media and the government. We are constantly being told that ivermectin is just for cattle or horses, even though the Food and Drug Administration approved it for human use back in 1996. Yeah, and it's basically the same thing, whether it's human or critters. Areas of India that choose vaccines instead of ivermectin being mass, you know, seeing massive surge in new cases. Back in May and June 2020, ivermectin was widely administered to all respiratory care professionals working in the Uttar Pradesh district of Agra. At the time, this was an experiment to see how recipients, recipients fared. It was observed, according to Dr. Anshul Parikh, that uh, none of them developed COVID-19 despite being in daily contact with patients who had tested positive for the virus. Following this uh, successful trial, the state government decided that it, to officially sanction the use of ivermectin as a Chinese virus remedy, not only for medical workers, but also for the general public. Despite being uh, the state with the largest population base and a high population density, we have maintained a relatively low positivity rate for cases per million of population, Parikh explained. In August, officials in Uttar Pradesh um, issued a notification advising doctors there to take 12 milligram tablets of ivermectin to contain the impact uh, to contain the impact of the pandemic. This recommendation turned out to be a major success. Hmm. 
the medication or the medicine is quite effective in protecting the uh, from COVID-19, the government admitted. Therefore, we appeal each and every citizen to have this tablet. Isn't that special? But it doesn't work here in the U.S. No, no, no. Can't do it. In, in the tiny southern Indian state, Kerala, meanwhile, new cases of the Fauci flu have been soaring. The reason is that instead of going with ivermectin, Kerala instead opted for injections, which are spreading more disease. Kerala included ivermectin in the state's COVID treatment guideline in April, but restricted its use to severe cases or those with associated disease, meaning it was reserved as a late treatment if used at all. Kerala abandoned ivermectin use altogether on August 5th. Kerala is more the exception than the norm, though. Across India as a whole, the vaccination rate is currently around 5.8%, making one of the least injected countries in the world. There is a claim that ivermectin is also effective against the common flu and other viral infections, not to mention cancer. Wrote one commentator at WND, I think there's World Net Daily, but I'm not sure. Um, if that's true, it's no wonder Big Pharma wants to keep it suppressed. Ivermectin is perfectly safe, but the government does not want you to know that. Noted another, the drug has little side effects, has been prescribed millions of times, and is known to kill 21 different viruses, including SARS-CoV-2. Ivermectin has been safely used for years and is off-patent, which makes it very, very inexpensive to produce. <sighs> but we can't have people knowing that, because that would just be make too much sense. So anyway, um, phone lines are open and chat's open. Oh, somebody got a question? Sorry. Go ahead. This is Brenda. Hey, Brenda, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. I was just going to let you know of Carl Nye's experience of using the ivermectin lately. Sure, um, go ahead. You know, we didn't think we'd been around anybody that's sick. And I'm home most of the time, so I'm pretty secluded. But um, Saturday, I don't know. I wasn't feeling real good, but... Didn't think that much about it because I'm still dealing, I think, with kidney stones. So I thought, well, it was kind of that. But then Sunday afternoon, Carl started getting real cold and then started running a fever. And and he doesn't do that. You know, he's hardly ever sick. So I thought, oh, no, here we go. And uh, so gave him, of course, he got in bed and. I started doctoring him with essential oils and, of course, got the ivermectin out, and uh, we did 18 milligrams. We we had a, a little bit of people version because our nurse practitioner had given us a script for some preventative, so we took four of the uh, people version, and then we added two more of the three milligrams of the home lab that we had got from the vet lab. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, like I say, he, he was running right at 101 temperature. 
I wasn't running a fever, but you know, I didn't feel good and I was barely maneuvering, but, um, you know, we started, we took that and within three hours, he was like, man, I'm starting to feel better. Um, you know, and so it was amazing. I, I didn't feel good most of the night. I didn't sleep much, but he was able to sleep pretty good and everything and got up and went to work yesterday. <laughs> now, I was not thinking that that was a good idea, but where he works, he, he has an office by himself, secluded, and, and he's on computers, and he remotes into others and updates them and stuff, so he's really not around anybody that much right but but we just kind of wonder if he still picked up something because we think there's several there at the office that he works at that have had the vaccine mm -hmm. the fake vaccine and we just kind of another lady a couple weeks ago that hadn't you know had the the fake vax or anything she come down sick um and she thought it was because she is around one of the other ladies there that had had her two shots. So, but like I say, he's not in real close contact with anybody. So, I don't know. We can't figure. All these months, we've done good, you know, by taking our high dose of vitamin D3 and our, our liquid and our liquid vitamin A uh, protocol that we do two days once a month and that's really helped us plus all our other good nutrition we do but um and today i feel a lot better after we've had our second dose of our ivermectin and and i can tell i feel a whole lot better that's good glad to hear it so and uh, <laughs> it's it, hard to say you know if if he's been around anybody that's been injected that's probably where it came from and you know, the trouble is, is nobody knows what kind of distances are involved, um, whether or not, uh, you know, it could be six feet, 10 feet, same room, who knows? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the, that's the big if, but uh, I'd say that's the best shot. You know, I had a friend of mine here, I think I mentioned the other day, who came to church a couple of weeks ago and said, I'm really worried about my pal that I talk to all the time and you know, haven't heard from him in the last three days, and his truck's parked in the driveway and everything. I said, well, get the local law enforcement to go over and do a well-being check on him. And they forced entry, and sure enough, found him on somewhere in there. He was dead. And oh. I was wondering, I didn't get a chance to ask him if, if he knew if his friend had received one of those injections, or had he not, if he, the two of them had been in close proximity with one another, and he may very well have given them the spike proteins, but I, I didn't want to bring that up because he'd start feeling yeah. guilty about maybe killing his friend. <laughs> yeah, but I know. You know, that's what people have to realize. You know, all this stuff going on. Everybody said, "Well, I don't really care if you want to get the vaccine, you go ahead and get it." And I said, "Well, well, that's a different story. Everybody's acting like the uninjected are a danger to everyone, when in fact." It's just the other way around. The people who have received these things, if they got the real McCoy, they are the ones that are putting everybody else in danger. And I want to know if someone's been injected because they could affect my health. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I won't, as someone who's not been injected, have anything to do with them. You know, I'm not going to make them sick because I'm not sick. But they're walking around. It's like, you know, they've got a, a fire hose that the the valve is stuck open, and they're just waltzing around, and the thing spraying everywhere that they can. You know, and they have no control over it. I'm going to get wet if I'm around them. You know, as simple as that. Yeah. And that's the thing that people don't realize. It's it's not this, well, it's, it's a matter of personal choice. No. <laughs> Once somebody gets it, then everybody else has a right to know to stay away from them, if no mm-hmm. other thing. You know, they should be, just like in biblical times, somebody had um, uh, leprosy. They had anybody around, unclean, unclean, unclean. you got to stay away from me. That's what should be happening now with all these people who've had these shots. You know, at that point, they are now a danger to every single person Mm -hmm. around them, and they should be the ones wearing the sign saying, I'm injected. You know, thank goodness most of these people are stupid enough to be proud of it, and they're walking around talking about how they're glad they got it. Here's my card and all this other stuff. Good. I can see it from a distance. That's all I need to do. You stay over Mm -hmm. there. I'll be over here. And uh, that's it. But, but unfortunately, as the corrupt media has brainwashed so many, you know, they're they're yeah. making the unvaccinated the enemy, mm-hmm. and it's the opposite. And that's what's really crazy when you listen to idiot Biden, you know, we have to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. And I said, do you realize how stupid that is? <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're making a case for nobody wanting to get the stupid things because you're sitting there, in, in effect, saying they don't work. We got to protect the people that got it from the people that don't got it because the people that got it aren't really protected, even though we tell them that they are. And it's like everything they do, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. It's nuts, but you know that's typical. Uh, and mm-hmm. and the sad thing is, is now if if Trump was saying the very same thing, the talking heads on C, you know uh, CNN and MSNBC and everywhere else would be having hissy fits and they'd be calling him out. But because he's the one that's doing it, not so much, you know. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, I just got a thing from Mike Gatt. He said, Oscar Stilley, a former lawyer in Arkansas, has sued a doctor in Texas for performing oh, abortions. Was all on NPR and other venues this morning and yesterday. Oscar is an old friend and will be on oh his show Sunday night. Cool. Um, that ought to be an interesting show. Sued a doctor in Texas for performing abortions, you know, and that's well, you know, that you know, as long as we're killing people, that's okay. <laughs> that's what's so crazy about this society, man. Hey, Jim. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, it's Doug in California. Hey, I Doug. thought maybe it would be a good idea if we could uh, somehow rally together for Kathy, like we did for Roger. Yeah, it seems like just her and her daughter are there on their own not getting any remedy through the hospital and uh, don't know enough about her condition as a diabetic retaining water and what might be done to help her. It's a good question. I'll have to check with John and see what the story is. Um, I don't see any reason why we couldn't do something like that. But before we do it, I want to make sure that it's actually necessary. Um, I'm not sure if she's got insurance that's covering things and that kind of stuff or not. Uh, but let me check into it, and I will let you know as soon as I can and see if uh, it's something that we need to do. Because I would not be at all opposed to that at all. Um, but at the same time, you know, if it's if it's not really necessary and needed, then there's, you know, I'd just as soon not jump the gun. 
But uh, thanks for the suggestion, and I'll check into that and figure out what we need to do, if anything, and I'll let the group know. But appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. Um, hey, Jim. Yeah, go ahead, Samuel. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, uh, an argument that I don't think is made nearly enough to people who are so-called believers, do you really want to take the chance that you're altering what God made you and that you're taken out of the book of life for it? You know, I, I really believe that people need to consider that or consider themselves Christian. I mean, you look at the days of Noah, well, I think we're approaching those, and those were, you know, Noah was the only one that <clears throat> was left that was, was pure enough, and I think they were genetically altered somehow. Now, I, I, I don't, I, I'm not inclined to agree as far as being taken out of the Lamb's Book of Life, because according to the Bible, the only thing that can do that is the unpardonable sin, which is blaspheming the Holy Spirit if I read things properly. Um, it's just a foolish thing to do, though. <laughs> you know, your, your, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and you're supposed to, you know, it's, it's very, you know, the God's Word is very plain that you need to keep it pure and undefiled. So basically, you know, it... Well, if it, you're changing God's DNA, I think that's a slap in God's You're not changing God's way. DNA, you're changing yours, and that's two different things. Uh, and I think that someone who's saved, who mistakenly takes the shot, I don't think they're going to hell as a result, but they okay. will be chastised for it. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. And it mm -hmm. may get them to heaven sooner because it may kill them. And then they'll have to, you know, get spanked when they get there. Uh, I honestly, I, I, I don't find it biblical to say that, you know, taking a shot will, will take you out of the book of life, but it is, is definitely something that you shouldn't do if you want to, um, definitely, you know, to, to be as adherent to the word of God as you can. At least that's, that's my, my reading, you know, and I'm not saying okay. that I'm, I'm the final authority by any stretch of the imagination, but I've looked into this quite a bit, um, and it definitely could have other ramifications. Uh, well, personally, it, it would be my main motivation to refuse to death. Oh, yeah. I I will, too. You know, there's no question in my mind. Like I said earlier, you know, I have every, every intentions of, you know, willingness to die supporting my rights. And the question is, are you willing to die trying to violate them? Uh, yeah. That's the bottom line. I've drawn my line. You come at me with a with a needle. You better be prepared to <laughs> deal with lead flying in your direction, uh, and you better be wrapped in Kevlar from head to toe because I'm good at headshots. And uh, it's just one of those things where it would not surprise me not to make it to the end of the year, given the stupid stuff that's going on. Uh, my line's been drawn in the sand. If somebody crosses it, I'm going to open fire. And I will probably go in a hail of gunfire shortly after that. And that's fine with me. I know where I'm going. Uh, and I can't think of a better way. You know, I was defending what God gave me. Um, I'd rather go that way than quietly in my sleep 50 years from now, you know. Um, but everybody's got to reach that on their own. they got to make their own choices, their own decisions. Um, but I don't know that, uh, I don't think the Bible supports that particular premise. 
but just the same, it does support you need to keep your body pure and you would definitely be messing it up by taking one of these things. And that's the thing where a lot of people haven't really thought through and researched it enough. You know, I've had people in the church, uh, in pastoral positions and things say, well, you know, I'll do everything I can to avoid it, but what if, if, if the only way I can put food on the table is to take one of these, I just might do it. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, that's, that's the thing. Everybody, their line is movable. <laughs> There's no such thing as one that's, you know, etched in concrete. Theirs is definitely in the sand and the, the tide comes in you know, washes the line and you got to redraw it kind of thing. Um, <laughs> we have a word for them. They're called floaters. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're trying to be neither hot nor cold. And because of that, God spews them out of his mouth. He'd really rather you be hot or cold. And to sit there and, well, I won't do this, but I'll do that. Um, you know, that's the very line you're going to be put to. And that's one of the things that, you know, Roger mentioned Brent Johnson earlier. And Brent used to, I used to listen to him on shortwave, you know, 20-some years ago. And I can't, I'd like to find the, the exact statement of what he said. It might be in his book. I'll have to look it up. But basically, at the end of every show, he says, what are you willing to do to defend your liberty? And more importantly, what are you not willing to do? If you say, well, I won't go to jail uh, or I, you know, and let my kids go hungry to protect the liberty. Well, guess what? That's what you're going to be faced with because whatever it is you won't do, that's what the oppressors are going to put in your lap and force you to either succumb or to stand. And that's the thing that people have to realize. And everybody's got to make their own decisions, but at the same time, you're responsible for those decisions you make. And if uh, I, I see it as the as the mark of the beast, especially when you start to enter in things there like looser evidence, they can bring this up in you and see. I mean, they're saying they can barcode you through this program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many different things that are potential with the graphene oxide and all the other stuff. You know, I mean, the chip, you know, the, the ability to microchip somebody now with this stuff. Uh, because they have the technology has come to the point where they can make it so small, literally like dust. Um, there's so many different possibilities from these things. That's why, you know, eight years ago, we I drafted the um, religious exemption for my wife because I knew I would never take another vaccine, but I was in a position where I wouldn't be, a, you know, approached by it, so to speak. But my wife, working for especially a hospital, and again, they're the biggest Nazis of all. Um, we had to, we knew that we had to do something. We did it eight years ago. And luckily it was, I drafted it in such a way that it covers everything, including the current day stuff. Uh, because even back then I could see the writing on the wall and new stuff was coming where even if it wasn't possible, then it would be in the near future. And I want to make sure that all the bases are covered first and foremost, right out the chute. And so far, it's worked fine, and we're still waiting to hear uh, officially, you know, because they haven't, you know, their their line was supposedly December 1st or something. And uh, probably here, you know, in November, they'll start looking at things and questioning and whatnot. But, 
the thing that gets me is all uh, so-called religious exemptions are reviewed by the church's um, uh, clergymen, their, you know, whoever, chaplain. And I've known, <laughs> I've known different people that have been employed as chaplains for church for hospitals in the past. And any yuts with a, you know, internet doctorate of philosophy or, you know, doctor of religious, whatever could potentially get a job as a chaplain in a hospital. You don't know what kind of crap they're going to come up with. And, you know, the fact that this, the hospital form has a spot for the clergyman to sign for your, your church leader, which is illegal according to federal law. This is a personal, sincerely held religious belief, not something of the church you attend or anything else. And how can some yuts sitting in a little room at the hospital who claims to be a chaplain know what your sincerely held beliefs are? Because that's the only thing they're allowed to consider <laughs> and uh it just it, it it's an, it's amazing to me that you know that they would push that kind of stuff let's see here do you have a template we could adjust to our situation um the best template you can get is to go to vaccinerights.com and that is where you can find the book that i used um and I'll just get the link and put it in the chat right now. Alex Phillips, or Alan Phillips, is a friend of mine who's the only person ever to go to law school for the sole purpose of fighting for vaccine rights cases. And when you go to that website, on the uh, right under the header, on the right-hand side, you'll see Revised Vaccine Exemption Ebook, And that's the book that I used to draft my wife's religious exemption. And um, he covers all the bases in there. He does a great job. Um, the one thing I will tell you that I've gotten from other, there's a, uh, uh, my church supports a group called Lighthouse Legal, which is, you know, lawyers on the legal aspect that they do free uh, representation for churches and individuals and stuff. And one of the things that they basically told our pastor recently, which I agree with completely, is do not put into your exemption the stuff about aborted fetal tissue because all they got to do is come up with a vaccine that doesn't have that in it. Pretty slim chance that they'll do it, but if they do, there goes your argument. You want to make sure that you stick to biblical things, Bible verses that maintain, you know, you, the, the body is the, the temple of the Holy Spirit, keeping it pure, um, that kind of stuff. Don't go to specific things that deal um, with personal issues outside of the Bible. When you do that, you can run into problems if you're doing a religious exemption because it stops being religious, it becomes philosophical, and you're getting into a lot of gray area. Um, just to give you an example here, um, last year, the you know, my wife's uh, thing was put in for flu shots originally, and it flew through the first two years. They accept no problem. The third year we gave it to them and said, you know, you don't have to keep submitting this. You're good for as long as you're here. And then last year they came out and said, well, we're not doing any more. Your, your religious exemption is no good anymore because now we have a vaccine that's not based on eggs. I said, what? <laughs> I said, go back and read that thing. There ain't nothing in there about eggs. 
But have we put something in there that said anything about we have a problem with eggs? That would have shot our exemption down just like that. So you want to make sure that you're sticking to biblical issues purely and not things you know, dealing with aborted fetal tissue or chemicals or anything else, because that in and of itself, you know, granted the chemicals are impure and they're going to defile your body, but you don't want to mention chemicals per se, like mercury and thimerosal and all that kind of junk. Stick to just a flat out uh, pure religious exemption. And that book will tell you the best way to do it. Because the thing is with a religious exemption, because it's supposed to be based on sincerely held religious beliefs, you only get one shot, generally speaking. You know, if you put something in and they don't accept it because they can shoot holes in it, and you turn around, well, I really meant this. <laughs> they say, how sincerely held is it if you didn't weren't able to voice it the first time around? You know, down the road, you might have some changes just because of things you've learned. But if you submit it and they say no, and then you say, well, this is what I really meant, you know, a couple of weeks later, that's not going to fly. So you got to do it right the first time. That's why, you know, his book is 25 bucks. I believe that's what I paid for it. And uh, I highly recommend it's worth every penny. And uh, you can get the thing. It'll walk you through the process. Um, plus it supports a guy who has really been through the mill because he lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is vaccine central. And he was doing such a good job that the vaccine companies got together with the local bar association and ran him up on a bunch of trumped up charges and got him disbarred. So now his main ability to, you know, put food on the table is really, uh, he can't practice law. The good thing is, is he can, can still act as a an advisory position, which is what he did a lot of before. Uh, he's working with the attorneys all over the country where he advises those attorneys and then they actually do the legal work. Um, so he's still able to do his job, but not as effectively because he can't say he's an attorney anymore uh, because of the crap that they put him through. So this would help support him, which is uh, something that uh, would be good. But check that out, and um, it will uh, give you quite a bit to work on. Anybody else got any other questions about this kind of stuff? Hmm? Okay. <laughs> if anybody does, just chime in. Um, let's see what else is going on. Wendy Rogers talks about election fraud. Oh. Remdesivir ventilation can do more harm than good against COVID, you think? <laughs> good grief. That combination, remdesivir and basically, if you get on remdesivir, you're going to end up on a ventilator because the doc doctors are idiots. And this is hey. something. Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, I don't know if you know, but I was in Indiana with my dad and my brother. Uh, this is Gary Montana. Yeah, Gary. But both of those were both my brother and my dad were put on remdesivir mm -hmm. have you anything to take or do to uh, help offset that um it's it's hard to say because this is a chemical damaging um you know the 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 stuff that we have is probably the best anything worth trying uh we have products that um you know just the nutrition which is designed to support all of your uh 
everything, including your kidneys and all the other organs that could be affected by remdesivir. The question is how bad the damage is. And uh, the one thing you never want to discount, though, is the body's ability to heal itself. And well, we, yes, there was one difference. As soon as we got Dad out of the hospital, mm-hmm. we started him directly in on herbal tea that helped flush the kidneys, where my brother didn't do that. So yeah. that, and my dad recovered a whole lot faster than my brother is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and herbal stuff is good. They're they're just plant medicines, but they're not nutrition. And that's the key. That's a mistake a lot of people make because nutrition is the foundation that keeps the body working. It's like the, you know, the fuel in the gas tank. You know, you can uh, uh, polish the outside of the car. (laughs) Okay. That's akin to using herbal type stuff when you really need nutrition. Um, That or, 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 What's another way of looking at it? maybe uh, rotating, you know, turning the or turning the uh, rotors and things like that? But um, given the excuse me, just a second here. A dry spot in my throat. I'm gonna get a little bit of uh, the old, and of course, then some. Goes down the wrong tube because I'm in a hurry. <laughs> so, would you recommend that you won't hear me uh, choke to death on the air? Correct. <laughs> uh, ninety essentials, or yeah, basically the ninety essential nutrients. And um, what I would do is there's a couple of things. Uh, number one is a product called Ultimate Daily Classic. It's a tablet, a hard pressed caplet that Dr. Wallach developed when he was working in Mexico with uh, Dr. Kurt Donsbaugh. He had a place down there called Hospital Santa Monica. And Wallach put together this protocol or this tablet that's it's a, it's a mixture of uh, vitamins, minerals, and things that are specifically geared towards um, kidney function. Because uh, most of the time when people have kidney failure and they yank the kidneys out and try and replace them, most of the time, 99% of the time, there's nothing wrong with the kidneys. It's just that the uh, little teeny arteries that take the dirty blood to the filtering units get plugged up because they're so small. And, uh, you know, dirty blood going in, it's going to get things you know, plugged. And um, simply getting on this stuff can open those kidneys back up and, you know, takes. I had a guy that had he stuck with the program, he would have been off of dialysis before he ever got on it yeah i remember you telling that story yeah. so what do i just get a hold of you to order that or, yeah um or you can that's the easiest way because honestly the longevity website's kind of a pain in the butt to navigate um i do things for you know i because i'm in it so much i know every where everything's at i can get you set up with an account and uh, get your order in and everything done in a few minutes where someone would normally take an hour or two (laughs) if they could figure it out at all. Not to mention there's over 2,000 products in there, so it helps to know which ones are right for which thing. And uh, that's the key. That's why it's a a distributorship-type deal that, you know, I've worked with Wallach for the last eight years and uh, know quite well basically when, when I 
do a protocol, it's pretty much the same thing that he would recommend, with the exception that he's got this habit of recommending everything under the sun that we have that would work, which will cost an arm and a leg that most people flat can't afford. Uh, I, on the other hand, try to stick with people's budget. I get you the least amount of product to do the most amount of good. And worst case scenario, if we had to add something in down the road, we can do that. But rather than starting out with a, you know, a Rolls Royce that you could get to from point A to point B just as easily with a, uh, a Monte Carlo <laughs> or whatever, you know, you get to get the distance, but you don't have to spend the extra money for it. Uh, so I try and, you know, do things as inexpensively as possible and still get results for people. And, uh, All right, I'll send you an email with my contact information. Okay. Then. I got to get back. Like to, yep. No problem, Gary. I'd like to validate that uh, I'm taking both the minerals and the vitamins and I know, and I haven't taken vitamins in 40 years. And I could tell you in two days, I was like, sleeping five hours, much more energy. Cigarettes taste like crap, so I'm quit cigarettes. So I'm very happy. <laughs> Thanks, Doug. I appreciate that. And I, I didn't get him to say that or anything. I mean, that's that's the cool part about this. I had a, one of my distributors here an hour or two away. I uh, had a family member who was having all kinds of issues, and she was in the same kind of boat where she just you know felt like crap and didn't have any energy. And she set her up with some stuff and hadn't heard from her in a while and thought, well, maybe she wasn't taking it or just didn't have much results. Then out of the clear blue, one day she called and said, I can't believe how much better I feel. I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I'm raring to go and I get all this energy and everything. So she just signed up the other day as a, I'm not sure if it was a distributor or just a preferred customer, but, uh, you know, that's the kind of results we get on a regular basis when people take this stuff they're amazed at you know first the number of the amount of energy they have um they sleep better little aches and pains go away all kinds of stuff like that but um when we can uh, really get down deep and 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 change things like kidney function and that kind of stuff and it's just a magic uh, magic deal um and let's see what was the special pill uh, it's called ultimate daily classic it's a um it comes in a green glass bottle and it's 39.95 uh for a one month supply and basically it's three tablets a month at that you know and it it's great it basically is like rotor rooter for the kidneys it cleans out the blood vessels um gets things on track and then we also have another product called ultimate niacin plus which also uh, helps with blood vessels because it dilates the blood vessels, opens them up, and it, it also includes an um, enzyme called natokinase, which dissolves blood clots. So if you have like a deep vein thrombosis or pulmonary embolus or anything like that, um, this stuff will go in and not only open up the blood, blood vessels so the, thing, the blood flows better, but it also dissolves any clots that are in there, so it uh, cleans things out that way. So those two products together work fantastic for kidney issues and other, you know, the liver um, and the heart, you know, virtually all of them, all the organs. But uh, those are two fantastic ones for the um, uh, for the kidneys especially. And uh, see here. Um, and as always, the best way to do it is do everything, you know, at least the 90 essential nutrients. The closer you can get to doing it per 100 pounds of body weight, 
the better and quicker you'll see results. Um, it's always a thing where anything is better than nothing because people are so de depleted as it is. But uh, when I first started doing this stuff, I was doing a 200-pound dose of everything. And in 30 days' time, my blood pressure was back to normal. My arthritis pain was gone. Uh, my AFib was gone. Uh, my, my sensitive teeth and floaters in the eyes were gone. Uh, good grief, what else? I started losing weight. I lost 24 pounds in the first two months just by cutting out the bad foods and taking the supplements. Um, man, and in 90 days, rebuilt both my knees. So, uh, you know, the stuff is amazing. But like I said, it, it would have happened if I was taking a lower dose, but it would have taken a lot longer. And uh, that's the one thing that Wallach requires, you know, that likes, you know, our stuff is, you know, that we're the only ones that I know of that do that is we base it on body weight, just like a Mack truck needs more fuel than a, than a car does. Um, a 300 pounder <laughs> requires more nutrients than a hundred pounder. Even if the 300 pounds, a kid and the hundred pounders, an adult doesn't make any difference how old you are. makes a difference how much fat you got, how much blood, uh, you know, blood, how many blood vessels you have and that kind of thing. Um, you got thousands and thousands of miles of blood vessels, but, uh, the bigger you are, the more you have. So, uh, it needs all of that. And the more cells you have, especially because that's where all the stuff ultimately ends up. That's where it's all done. And, uh, the more cells you got, the more garbage you have to take out. And so it just, it stands to reason that you need more stuff. But uh, the closer you can do it to by 100 pounds of body weight, the better off you'll be. But like I said, even even if all you did was one healthy start pack or one uh, basic Mighty 90 and a bottle of the uh, uh, Ultimate Daily Classic, that's going to put you in the ballpark where you're going to see results and it's going to get things done. But yeah, just uh, you can send me an email or you know we can work out a time to get together on the phone and uh, get everything set up it doesn't take all that long and then one thing i always do is once we've talked and i know what you've ordered then i put together a protocol it's always it's two pages the, the second page is always a list of the good foods and bad foods and then the first page is a list of all the products and how you take them so it spells out specifically uh, with each product that you're getting this is how you take it this is when you take it if you need to take it with food or not um, all those kind of things uh, btt 2.5 uh, scoops for 240 pounds uh, a scoop is a 50 pound dose uh, with with beyond tangy tangerine so it'd be two scoops for 100 pounds three scoops for 150 four scoops for a 200 pounder and at 240 you could do five scoops uh, you could probably get by with just doing four. It'd be a, a when I started out, I weighed 240, and I was only taking a 200-pound dose, which was four scoops a day, and I'd mix that up in a, a couple of sports bottles, and I'd drink the first one the first half of the day, just sipping it throughout the day, and then the second one I'd do the second thing and sip it throughout the the rest of the day, and then with the last bit that I had, I would take my second dose of uh, capsules and pills and whatnot. And uh, because it's, it's better to spread that stuff out over the day than taking it all in one big dump because it's concentrated nutrition. And the thing about minerals is they don't stay in your body for a long time, usually for a couple hours. And whatever you don't use gets flushed out, so to speak.
So, uh, you know, if you're sipping it throughout the day, you, there's a better chance that your body's getting a good steady inflow when you need it, per se. Uh, if you're doing things in a more stressful environment or it's at different times of the day it's more stressful, that's a good time to, to beef it up and drink a little bit more. Or, um, you know, if you're doing workouts, we have a special product called Rebound FX, which, you know, most people will drink something like Gatorade or Powerade or something like that. They have uh, generally two nutrients, potassium and sodium, and they're loaded with sugar, as opposed to our product, which has 105 nutrients and is glycemic friendly. In other words, anybody with diabetes can take it without any problem. And it was uh, put together in conjunction with NBA All-Star Theo Ratliff, who basically can play a, a game start to finish drinking this the whole time and never slow down. I mean, it's that good. Uh, there are professional athletes that have their their teams have contracts with Gatorade or whoever, so they have their Gatorade containers, but they refuse to go on the field unless that container is full of our power our rebound, uh, and it works so much better. So let's see, Lyme disease. That is a wonderful thing. <laughs> Dr. Glidden is one of the first people to ever work with Lyme disease because he uh, was working in Massachusetts and it was put together in, uh, was it Connecticut, I think is where the island is, where the uh, research was being conducted, where they created it. Um, I'd have to go back and double check his protocols, but if I remember right, um, and Wallach, if you know, one of the things you can do is just go to YouTube of all places and just do a search for Dr. Wallach on Lyme disease, and you'll come up with a protocol from Wallach. Probably, uh, it's usually just a very short thing, maybe three or four minutes. It's a clip from one of his radio shows, and um, I know they've both come up with things to deal with Lyme's. It's just been so long that since I've heard him talk about it, I can't say right off the top of my head what it was. But either one of those, if you put in Wallach or Glidden um, and uh, Lyme disease, you should come up with a couple of different things. Uh, Plant-based diet does not have a high enough phosphorus content, and the meat does not, uh, which is harmful to kidneys. Yeah, and again, a lot of that stuff comes from MDs who don't understand nutrition. You know, there, there's definitely some to that uh you the the reason you have problems like that is because they're not getting enough of the complementary minerals and a lot of minerals balance each other out like copper and selenium for example if you have too much of one you'll end up with too little of the other and that's why wallach who understands these things has our selenium product actually has copper in it so they balance each other out properly and uh but yeah if you you know eating a lot of red meat at certain times you know you can you can throw things out of whack stuff like that um let's see lime lupus same bacterium as syphilis i've heard that and lupus again is treated with <laughs> um oh shoot um hydroxy uh, hydroxychloroquine and you know, and the funny thing is, I haven't heard of a single lupus patient ever coming down with COVID because they were already on hydroxychloroquine for the lupus, so they were already taken care of as far as the uh, COVID goes. But, uh, yeah, as far as Lyme goes, 
just do a search in YouTube, say either Dr. Wallach or Dr. Glidden um, on, on Lyme disease, and it should bring up some stuff that you can use. And, um, you know, once you got that, I can, I can order the products for you or however you want. If you know any other distributors that you've already worked with, you can get them from them, whatever. But um, if I can help you, just let me know. Um, let's see here. We've got about eight minutes left. Uh, plant diet includes nuts, seeds, beans, balanced mineral content. Well, the trouble is, is you won't get balanced mineral content in nuts, beans, seeds, and beans. You know, that's a misnomer because the minerals do not, do not occur in uniform blankets throughout the earth. They, it's more like veins, like chocolate and chocolate ripple ice cream. And one of the big problems is making the assumption that because, say, one of the biggies is like, I think it's uh, Brazil nuts. Oh, they're high in selenium. Well, guess what? If you've got a Brazil nut tree that's growing in the ground that doesn't have any selenium in it, there will not be a lick of selenium in those, in those Brazil nuts. That's the big problem. And that's why a lot of people will swear by, oh, this, this herb does this for me. But all of a sudden, somebody else on the other side of the country can take the same herb as far as the name of the herb. But if the source of that herb comes from a different place where it's grown in an area that doesn't have the same mineral content in the soil, not so much. All of a sudden, that doesn't work for them. Because it's the mineral content along with all the other um, phytonutrients that are put together in those plants that give them their ability to help you but it all depends on what's in the soil and whether or not the soil has uh, chemical f uh, fertilizers and herbicides and junk like that too. That's why one of the, my rule of thumb is to supplement with the 90 nutrients in a process or a product that is guaranteed to have the things in it. And then you can take the other stuff and it's just icing on the cake you'll get far better results that way. But to sit there and say the old lie from the doctors, you can get everything you need from eating your four main food groups. That has killed more people than any other lie on the planet. You know, it's just flat out not true because the stuff ain't in there. And a buddy of mine that I was meeting with this morning, he said, well, we're eating organic. Well, that's good. You know, that means you're not getting all the chemical crap, but it doesn't mean it's any more nutritious than the other stuff that's the problem you know you can eat everything organic and stuff that's you know harvested by trappist monks every at, you know midnight under a full moon and there still won't be any more nutrients in it than anything else out there because it's not in the soil it's not in the food period and you will not you know it can vary by rows in a farm field one row might have six minerals in it the next row might have three the next row might have 20 there's no way of telling unless you analyze the soil from every single row at every single location in the row. Um, it's a whole lot easier just to take the stuff uh, in, a, in a system that's already put together where it's, it's assayed and analyzed to make sure that it's, con it's complete. Robert, you got something? Go ahead, Robert. I knew you were going to chime in there. I could, I could tell. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and I wait till last minute. That, that's me. Wait till the last damn minute. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know uh, the name Lorraine Day, do you not? Lorraine Day? Yeah. I don't yeah. know her personally, but I know she, of her. I, 
I, I didn't mean to play Bridger Friday night, but I mentioned the name. Yeah. So, yeah, she absolutely swears uh, by eating uh, fruits, vegetables, and that's it. Hasn't touched, according to her, hasn't touched animal products in north of three decades. If you know her, then you know her story in that she had a softball-sized tumor between her breasts uh, back in uh, the mid-'80s, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything that the conventional doctor, she was a doctor, too, uh, orthopedic surgeon right. and um, uh, something else. Anyway, did everything that doctors told her to do, uh, chemo, radiation, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and nothing helped it. Then she got saved and did what the good book told her to do, and the cancer went away. Since then, she stuck to uh, uh, a vegan diet only, and I saw a picture of her recently. She's 84 years old but does not look it. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing maybe she uses mulch in her garden or uh, nutrate, nut- nutrient, nut- puts nutrients in it somehow. But she swears by plants and fruits, and that's it, and she doesn't do animal products at all. And she says that's what the Heavenly Father would instruct us to do, not to eat well, animals. I don't know what Bible she's reading, but the one I read doesn't say that. You know, there, uh, you know, there has never been a vegan or a vegetarian lived to be 100. All the people in the pl- on, the, on the planet, and there's 28 different um, cultures around the face of the earth where... Um, they have 40 times the 100-year-olds that we have. And every single place, they have very, very, their diet consists of animal plants or animal products. It's meat, fat, everything from animals, very, very little in the line of vegetables because most of the places are very high up in the mountains. And you have very short growing seasons. And that's one of the things that Wallach's research has shown is basically uh, if you want to live long, don't don't become a vegetarian or a vegan because you ain't going to live anywhere near as long as a meat eater. The question is how you cook the meat, and that's the big thing. And one of the best uh, studies that ever proved that was the Harvard Nurses Health Study. It was done back, oh man, probably 30 years ago. But basically, they looked at 90,000 nurses over a period of 20 years. And they found that of the nurses that ate their meat cooked well done, they had 462% more cancer than nurses that ate their meat rare or medium rare. So it's not the meat, it's how it's cooked. It's the um, uh, heterocyclic amines and acrylamides that that are developed when the fat is burned. And uh, that's the key thing. So just, you know, don't eat well-done meat. Don't eat processed yeah. meats. Uh, yeah, you'll be you don't fine. Buy, it, and you don't and buy everything the, in moderation. Biblical, you know. Sure, sure. You don't buy the biblical argument either that the heavenly father says don't eat animals. No, you if you I, you know, if you read in the New Testament where Peter is uh, up on the roof and he sees this sheep coming down and it's got all kinds of four-footed creatures and God says kill and eat, don't, and, and, and Peter says, no, Lord, I, I would, I've never had anything unclean. He says, don't call unclean what I've made clean. So God is very clear in the New Testament that you can eat meat. That's not a problem. It's, it's, you've got to cook it right. You've got to prepare it right, and you've got to do it properly. Um, but, uh, and, you know, just for every person that I've seen that has, you know, I'm not saying that you can't get rid of cancer by doing what Lorraine Day did. Obviously you can but there are other people that have done just the same without having to go to the extremes. You just cut out the bad foods, give your body the nutrients it needs, and the cancer will go away. <laughs> Simple as that. 
you know, I know people that were um, stage four pancreatic cancer, and yeah. all they did was cut out the bad foods and got on the 90 nutrients, and in three months' time, they were cancer-free. So, you know, you can do that, but the trouble is her, her biggest problem is the fact that she's got an MD after her name, and she never learned anything about real nutrition, and she misinterpreted the Bible as to what it says. And those things can mess you up. <laughs> and it, it gets you to do things that are totally unnecessary, you know. And we can, maybe we'll talk some more about that tomorrow if uh, you're trying yeah. to remember. Yeah, but, yeah um, let's do that. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty good. And I think uh, I've got to get my things Rob, lined uh, up here. It's that time. Yep, it's definitely that time. But thanks, Robert. I appreciate the, uh, the key for tomorrow's topic. <laughs> oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Let me leave you with uh, Garden of Eden. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was just seven trees. Were there animals there? That's, and I think that's what you probably say. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. I'm glad you brought that up. Thanks a lot, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow. Everybody, no take, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We will see you all tomorrow. Take care and God bless. <laughs>